With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? Well, the latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? And I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Senator Kamala Harris said during a Monday interview on The Breakfast Club that she isn't yet thinking about the 2020 presidential election, but she left the door open to running by soliciting donations via her website. Who the hell is Kamala Harris? Got The me. Breakfast Club? I don't know what, I don't that know is. what The Breakfast I mean, Club is either. 
I travel around the country, and I will tell you that I'm not buying the suggestion that we are divided as a country. You aren't? Yeah, come we on. couldn't be any more divided. Lady. I was going to look out the window, and what color is that sky? Yeah, exactly. The California Democrat first said in response to a question about President Donald Trump stirring racism among the electorate, amongst the electorate. For the vast majority of us, uh, that thought has to do with uh, one of just a very few things. The vast majority of us have so much more in common than what separates us, and we've got to hold on to that in this fight. When asked if she has made a decision yet about running for president in 2020, Harris said right now she's just focused on what's in front of her, namely helping Democrats in the 2018 midterm elections. Let me see her picture again, Andrew. Her picture was up there. I don't know who Kamala Harris is. There she is. So she's a she's a what? She's a senator? Yes. Is she a state senator? Or She's not a United States senator, is she? I don't even pay attention to who United States senators are from, from certain states anymore. Yeah, why would you? Um, she <laughs> is a state senator, California. Oh, she's a state senator from California? Wait. Andy. Andy looks like he's got his scrub shirt on tonight. I thought he came in and he was going to tell us he was working at a hospital. Tevin would oh. probably know. Tevin, you, you bought know it who, for me, so. <laughs> it's Tevin, a little large. Do you know who Te- Kamala Harris is? Kamala Harris. No, she's never a senator or state senator. She's I don't. a state senator or a state senator. I think she's a state senator. I've never heard of her. I don't her. really know how to tell the difference. Yeah. She's That's a right, junior United States wiggly. senator from California. Oh, so she's a junior United States senator. So she was just elected to the United States Senate. Yeah, well, then she's got a shot okay. at running because a state senator has no shot, but a United States senator is different. I just, the whole thing about this. No, she is a state senator. Okay. But which one is it? It says United States Senator from California. Well, that's what she is. She's a United States Senator. So she's not a United States State Senator. No, she... I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Who's on first? She's a United <laughs> States Senator weeping. from California. Yes. Yes. She's not a State Senator. So she's not a United States Senator of California. Okay, so they could. They could um, who is she now? Maybe change the title so there aren't two identical titles. That would be convenient, I think. I what? Still don't know what she is. Whatever. Anybody? I don't care what she is. I don't, couldn't care less about any of these people. First of all, some woman from California. First of all, I don't see a whole lot of difference. But you know, she's probably right. We aren't nearly as divided as uh, as we think we are because. Every uh, politician so far, Democrat or Republican, screwed the uh, proletariat, so who cares? I don't know about that. Just go online on uh, Facebook or or, uh, Twitter and make a comment about gun control or President Trump, (laughs) and you'll see how divided our country is. Well, yeah, those are the two things, gun control and Donald Trump. Yeah. But as far as screwing the people over, they both do. That's just a, yeah, that's an across-the-board kind of situation. That's an across-the-board, completely situation. Uh, I don't know. So how'd it go with Tim Pawlenty? Did we have uh, protesters out in the streets or anything? No, not for Pawlenty. Really? No. Talking so far, to a Republican so in Minnesota, isn't that reason enough to get protested? Protested? You know, if anybody needed further proof that Colin Kaepernick is completely mentally ill, this <laughs> ought to pu- push it over the top. What did he do now? Adidas stepped up and said, we'd love to sponsor you. We just want to get you signed on an NFL team. And once you get signed, we will sponsor you, which means millions and millions of dollars. So you know how he reacted to that? No. He stepped up his hatred of police and the the uh, system. So well, apparently the money's not important. And no. money's not everything. I understand that. 
Activist and former NFL player Colin Kaepernick accused American police officers of committing the lawful lynching of black and brown people on Saturday. Better watch out, Tevin. I told you. This new trend of saying brown people is so annoying. I know. It's really annoying. Brown people. Uh... Bob Sansevier is darker than Philip in the summertime. So is he a brown person? <laughs> Italian, he is. Honorary he Italians tend to... I didn't think Italians were white for the longest time. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sandy and Melina. No. Well, if you look at some of them, Here they just goes. they tan so easily. Oh, they're, just never, they're just never white looking. Sansevier tans up a storm. There's no question Tino's about it. Tino's very dark skinned. Yeah, Tino, Tino is too, yeah. For a, yeah. well, I mean for a white person. For a honky. <laughs> oh, God. It's all relative. Tevin, you got oh, here late, but no. Andy's in one of those moods, man. <laughs> yeah. He's in one of those moods. I got six hours of sleep. Don't let him talk. AP News reports that Kaepernick <laughs> made the comments while accepting an Ambassador of Conscience Award from Amnesty International. What? Ambassador, Ambassador? of Conscience. Ambas- Ambassador of Conscience, Conscience. Conscience Award. Conscience. Racialized depression and dehumanization is woven into the very fabric of our nation. Well, you should move then. You should move to another country. But he's raking in millions of dollars. Nice hair. Once you get this this hair going, the the afro, I had that in middle school and high school. How, how black private dick that's essentially dull to yeah. You did? I don't, yeah, I had a did huge... Did you really? Yeah, was, <laughs> at one point... That was a style at the time. Yeah, at one point, we could fit like 27 mechanical pencils in my hair without them being seen. <laughs> yeah, that was like the thing to do, was to hide see stuff, how much yeah. stuff you could... Yeah. It's been hot you could hide in your oh, hair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. During football season, it would stick out the ear holes of my helmet. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, how does he wear a football helmet? I have a question for you. You squish it down. Colin Kaepernick was raised by two honkies. Where is he raised? Is he Wisconsin? Didn't he one of the Yeah, I think he was Wisconsin raised in guys. Wisconsin, yeah. Yeah, so like two honkies raised him in Wisconsin, and now he hates everyone. Milwaukee. Oh, he said Milwaukee? it's working for him. He's, he's making a whole career yeah. out of this. Well, he was no good as a quarterback. He had one good year running the ball as a quarterback. Then they figured out he could only run to his right, and that was the end of that. Well, he's still... Uh, people do it works for them. Making money. Well, I hear there's a lot of dissension going on in New England. We might, uh, they might be looking for a new quarterback too. Oh yeah, what's that all about? Is there really a big battle going on between Brady and Bel- uh, Belichick? Yeah, I guess there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes workings going on and things they don't understand. And and still the team, I, I I'm getting the understanding from listening to the news and talking to some of my friends from out out east that. Uh, they're still questioning choices Belichick made during the Super Bowl, oh. which, of course, you don't question no. Belichick. No. Um, and when you've started to lose the confidence of your quarterback and the team that you've been with mm-hmm. for 100 years, yeah, it's going to things start to fall apart real quick. Plus, he got rid of everybody, right? I mean, he's like yeah. cleaning Jordy, house. And I still don't understand the Jordy Nelson thing at the pack, uh, the pack either. Why the hell did they get rid of Jordy Nelson? Yeah, well, a lot of times we don't know what's going on behind well, the scenes too. Yeah, right? He wasn't he wasn't necessarily killing it last year. Right. No, even that's Aaron Rodgers was out, but you want to hear who the um, twenty thirteen winner of the Ambassador of Conscience Award was? Yeah, who was it? A woman in Pakistan who had a hit put out on her by the Taliban, but oh, survived her, yeah. the assassination attempt. Yep, I remember. And continued her. to champion education in Pakistan. 
Okay, so that, so that compared to Colin yep, Kaepernick. Yep, versus <laughs> kneeling during NFL games. Well, yeah, but come a long way. On the other but side of it, though, have, you've yeah. got a guy who's not afraid to stand up for what he believes in uh-huh. and that he believes that that uh, ethnic groups are being targeted by police, which you can't deny. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so do you – you know, where, where do you draw the line of what's – What's okay? Do we pay them to be just superstars and players, and we pay them an, an immense amount of money to just shut up and play sports? We don't need to hear their political mm-hmm. rantings. Or do we look at it as we would with other people? They have the ear of the nation. They they have a chance to maybe make a change, and people do listen to celebrities, and they do listen to their sports figures. Right. You know, it, where where is this, you know, where is the line? I, you know, I think if you believe in something strong enough and it feels like you want to do it and you're doing it in a passive way, so you take a knee. I don't care. Put the camera on everybody else that's standing up with their hand over their heart. Don't give them the time. Yeah, I don't understand why you they know, give just, them the time. I, just, re- I never understood that part of it. But every celebrity on earth agrees with him. They're all saying the same thing, so why give him the award and not, you know, the other 300 Well, because he was the first. When yeah. you, you go to the Spark, yeah. right? I mean, Rosa Parks wasn't the first to sit in the front, or wasn't the last to sit in the front of the bus, but you, you recognize right. the, the, the groundbreakers and the pioneers mm-hmm. and what's going on. That's, that's where the change is made. And she wasn't you, the first either. Right. Well, but she wasn't even the one, wasn't it? The was, first person. Wasn't it? She took, like, she took the um, hit because the woman that actually did it was, like, a younger She was a single pregnant. mother, and they didn't yeah. think that, yeah. They didn't think she would be the right face yeah. for this movement, yeah. so they yep. put Rosa Parks in Yeah, and I guess they were in, right. In place, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, everything has always been about, you know, people. PR, yeah. Yeah, people don't really <laughs> care about the issue. They care about, yeah. Once in a while, I look at a story and I say, is that story real? And then I go, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Gilberto Escamilla, 53, was sentenced to 50 years in prison. Okay, 50 years in prison. 103. For stealing $1.2 million. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Gilberto Escamilla, 53, was sentenced to 50 years in prison for stealing $1.2 million worth of fajitas. Yum, yum. My Where hero. That's that? a lot of fajitas. Where do you get that many fajitas <laughs> in hero. one spot? Well, yeah. Did Man. you go to a fajita yeah, factory? I'm guessing you didn't yeah, stick up Taco Bell for that many no, fajitas. No, probably not. <laughs> well, it's, it was over the course of a decade. Oh, so. over the course oh, of a decade. Okay. It's a cumulative That's still a lot in 10 years. It is still how, a lot. How big is Roberto? worth of... Wow. That's, yeah. $120,000 worth of fajitas? 10000 a, a month? Yeah, $10,000 a month. A month. How is that even possible? <laughs> They're walking around put, with a big trench coat. And nobody noticed. Want some fajitas? Yeah, what I, I like is nobody noticed until. Yeah. <laughs> Escamilla, a former employee of the Cameron County Juvenile Detention Center in Texas, had taken delivery of the food in spite of the fact that the minor inmates are not served fajitas. So he's just getting Did, free fajitas for a decade. <laughs> I feel like, was there was there a story like this that happened a while back? Yeah, this still like, sounds relatively yeah, this, familiar. Yeah, yeah. This I don't know if we talked about it on here. Oh, okay, so guy. now he just yeah, got okay. sentenced for it. Yeah, he just oh, got sentenced for it, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I was like, I'm having deja vu. Yeah. Authorities were alerted to Escamilla's behavior when the Labatt Food Service driver phoned ahead to the detention center's kitchen to confirm the delivery of 800 pounds of fajitas. How could you? You can't even eat that much. 800 well, it was pounds. was to a facility. Well, yeah, but they didn't get a, it. He took them. Where did he take them? What was he doing yeah, with them? And with the, as the delivery driver, like when you pull up to the facility and normally it goes in the cooler and this guy's like, no, we're just going to put this in the back of my truck. Put it in the back <laughs> of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> All Esca- friends for them. 
Escamilla admitted as part of his plea deal that he had taken the fajitas and delivered them to his own customers. Oh. It was selfish. It started small and got bigger and out of control. It got to the point where I couldn't control it anymore. Cameron County Assistant District Attorney Peter Gilman claimed that this case stood out from other theft cases he had prosecuted, with the total amounts stolen reaching a staggering 1.251578. 1.251 million dollars. Now think, I, I want you to consider this. All right, so this guy was busted for stealing fajita meat. That's correct. Right, and he got how many years? Fifty. Fifty years. Yeah. Correct. Now listen to this. That does seem a little. This out is of from line. CNN. Hundreds of World War II dog tags disappeared for years as Antonin de Hayes constantly visited the National Archives. This past Monday, the 33-year-old historian was sentenced in federal court. To 364 days. They didn't even give him a full wow. year. They didn't give him a full year. 364 days in prison for stealing World War II artifacts. Oh where my he sold God. most of them on eBay and elsewhere, the Department of Justice said. He got less than a year. Less than a year for what stealing value? National Archive stuff. Oh, let's see here. Uh, well, was this in California or something? 291 dog tags. He also took 134 other items, which included identification cards, Bibles, and pieces of downed U.S. aircraft. Certain dog tags were burnt and shown some stains of fuel and blood, very powerful items that witnessed the violence of this crash, he told a potential buyer in a text message. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have an exact amount of how much they say it's worth, but... Yeah, because I think that's how you get sentenced, right? Yeah, Is like the value. Dollar, right? Yeah. right, but the theft of records from the National Archives yeah, that's, I agree. gets you it's less terrible. than a year, but you steal some fajita meat from child inmate prison and oh, we know. you're in for 50. We that know. just seems like an unbalanced yeah, We know a couple of guys that wow. should have been sentenced for quite some time. I don't think anything's going to happen to those. Yeah, we got that right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's crazy. But Gilman, the prosecutor, the Cameron County Assistant District Attorney Peter Gilman, said, and I quote, we feel a strong message should be sent. Because he's don't a public be, servant. Don't be stealing fajita meat. That's just how it is. Don't give me any excuses. Just get your it, mitts off it doesn't our help, fajita meat. Yeah, it doesn't help him how long he did it either. <laughs> Ransack the National Archives over a decade. That's fine. Take a, yeah. take World oh, War II on. established medallions. That's cool, but yeah. man, leave our meat alone. I don't know how those these sentencing Weird. guidelines work. Who can understand any of it? That's all I have to say. Ooh. I'm supposed to ask you about Edward Wayne Edwards. Oh, well, you're gonna. I think you're talking to that guy this week. But yeah, that, that documentary week. series is on on TV now. I think it's on the Paramount Channel. It was just on People What's Magazine. The name of it? Um, it's him, Edward Wayne Edwards, something like that. It's it's crazy. This guy, the serial killer. Oh, we got to take a break here. Oh, we do. Oh, oh, sorry. All right, sorry. We'll about be that. right back in just a couple of seconds. And then Darkness Day will tell you about Edward Wayne Edwards. And also Tim is on. And also some call me Jimmy. Tim. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website about a customer near where I grew up, North Minneapolis. They were specifically looking for a community bank. That's right, Tommy. Prestige Products. They had been with another community bank, but when their bank was acquired by a large regional bank, the owner felt like they were just seeing his business for the numbers on the page and not really understanding his long-term plans. So he met with a number of community banks in the area, including us. Luke at our branch in Shoreview met with the owner, they hit it off, and Prestige Products chose to work with us. Incidentally, their favorite part of working with Luke is that he gets excited about the same things that are important to them. 
Having a clear understanding of your long-term goals makes for a great relationship and our difference maker for your business. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. gentlemen boys and girls we are back uh tim lammers joins us darkness dave's telling us about edward wayne edwards who's going to be our guest later on this week i guess right you have a, a guest who's going to join you I, I think cassie's still trying to lock him in um but he was supposed to be with you last week and had the dental <laughs> issue woke up oh, his head was right. swollen to the size that's of right. a pumpkin oh, but yeah, yeah this edward wayne edwards what a creepy guy i mean this he's a serial killer he Wrote a book way back when about being a criminal, then appeared on, like, What's My Line, and eventually got caught in Wisconsin a handful of years back um, and started admitting to all these murders and could prove he was there. And oh, was he the guy who was on the dating game? No, that was a different that, guy. That's a different Yeah, that was... Um, wow. The guy, that guy looked like Richard Ramirez. But uh, they... It's a, just a bizarre story. But the author, John Cameron, and researcher... Um, started looking into these cases and man what's really bizarre is he can put this guy in the state for like every major crime Mm. right near like everything from the zodiac killers to john benet ramsey to even this woman that was killed supposedly by stephen avery up in wisconsin the whole making of a murderer trial he was in wisconsin right near that area at that time and this guy liked to play games uh, it's it's a weird story, yeah. but uh, people just did a full full length feature article on the daughter, uh, the grandson is part of this documentary with John Cameron looking into this crime. But you look at this this deal and it's just really it's like Dexter. He's in every place that there is a murder God. that took place, a massive murder that got away with it. Wonderful, so, yeah. Edward Wayne Edwards. That's a that's a twisted tale. That will be later on this week. We'll talk to uh, John Cameron about that. Right now, uh, you know, I'm surprised that Tim Lammers could show up because once he went and saw I Feel Pretty, he just kept seeing it over and over and over again. You know what? You, you have to rehab yourself. And I was rehabbed by that wonderful story of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wasn't that a great story? You know what? I, look, and, and I, I shared the link on Facebook, and I've been telling people, there's a reason why every single time I do uh, a film review of his films, I say I love the guy. Mm -hmm. Because 
this is just a perfect example. And this is not the first time, you know, I don't know if he's done a thing with prom before, but he's shown up and surprised people, surprised veterans, you know, given them new vehicle. I mean, the guy is just as stand-up a guy as you could get. And, yep. again, he, he doesn't need to do this. He's a, one of the biggest stars in the world. No. But he does. He keeps doing it because he knows he's in a lucky position in life, and he is so grateful for that. And, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, man, that was an incredible deal. That, that audio that you guys played this morning, I mean, it's just great that he didn't get on and, hey, I can't, sorry, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. That went on for about three, four minutes or whatever, didn't it? It uh, went on for three minutes. What happened was a young girl from uh, Stillwater High School, a Stillwater pony, asked Dwayne The Rock Johnson if he would be her prom date. And the, through the entire school, they put him on the uh, school, uh, what the hell is that called? The, the PA, PA system? The PA system. Yeah. They put him on the PA system, and he talked to her for three minutes about, unfortunately, I'm filming a, a movie in Hawaii during those dates. But I bought out a theater over at the Oakdale Cinema, all the popcorn, candy, soda, whatever you want, it's all paid for. There are 232 seats, so bring as many people as you want to see my new movie, Rampage. And he went on and on and on about what an honor it was to be invited to the prom, because now I consider myself to be a Stillwater pony for life. I'm always oh, going to be a pony. Cool. The guy was unbelievable. That's and really he cool. did an Instagram video that expanded on things. Yeah, he's amazing. On top of that. Yeah, very <laughs> I mean, smart. You know, Again, it is just, it's inspiring. Again, I, I say this when I review his films. We all know he's not the greatest actor in the world. No. But, look, he, he, he's so positive. He's such of an inspiring person to me. And I love that. I love that about him. And, and again, it, it didn't surprise me. I was, I, I was delighted that he did it. But, in a way, it's like, you know what, this is who he is. So that's why I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, I thought it was wonderful. It's a great story. I do enjoy his movies and it out. Andy and I went to see Jumanji. Really, really enjoyed it. I love Jumanji. Except that people were talking in the uh, theater. Ram but, uh, was Rampage was really fun, too. I haven't seen Rampage. Yeah, yet. that's, a, that's a, just a fun, dumb, yeah. adventure yeah. Jumanji kind of movie. It's, and that's, I think the big key uh, right there, Mike, is that he gets it. He's in on the joke yeah. when it's dumb like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, as opposed to his uh, what sounds to be former co-star Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, I don't think they're um, going to work together Vin again. Vin takes it seriously. Vin is yeah. doing Shakespeare. Dwayne The Rock Johnson knows that, okay, this is silly. I'm in on the joke. Yeah. And I guess in that sort of way, he is a good actor yep. because he knows that it's like, okay, this is just a silly ride. This mm -hmm. is dumb. And, 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 and Rampage is one of those movies, and he knows it. So that, that's the reason why a movie like that, if, if, if Vin was in it and took it seriously, it would have been a disaster. But the reason Rampage works is because The Rock is in on the joke. Yeah, because I, I, every time I watch a, you know, an action-packed movie and somebody's jumping from, you know, a skyscraper onto a helicopter blade with one finger and twirling around <laughs> and then he's on a ship. I mean, it's just so I laugh out loud. I know it's right. supposed to be serious, but I, right. I always just crack up because it's so stupid. Well, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger really brought those into the, you know, popularity and he was obviously not being serious about them. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe, you know, and then Stallone too. 
Right. So, you know, but those had heavy themes. I mean, at least, you know, with the Rambo movies. I mean, that was a yeah. heavy theme. So, yeah, he took it very seriously. Although, you know, uh, the blowing up a guy with a rocket launcher and all that yeah. stuff, you know, obviously <laughs> that oh, is uh, outlandish. But, you know, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, you know, you're right. I think Arnie did, at least in later films, was in on a joke. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if he was, if he thought it was like some serious action movie, he wouldn't be going. It's not a Tuma, and you know, that <laughs> oh kind yeah, of... <laughs> and the Expendables. Yeah, the, exactly. The last Expendables, he said that his famous "Get to the chopper." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Get it was so funny. I loved it. Well, I tell you what, uh, we Andy and I had uh, the studio all to ourselves last Thursday, and uh, we had the ape from Rampage on as our guest. Yeah, the, I the motion, heard about that. The mocap guy. He was yeah. phenomenal. He was yeah. a great guy. He was all excited to be on the on the air Didn't and he on the radio. Like six Wait, eight there. or something. He was like six yeah. eight. Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. You were not. I was there. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> right. You were here for during the yeah. monkey guy. That was two weeks ago. Because you guys. No. Were, yeah, you were still in Florida. No, Andy and Uh-oh. I were. No, Andy and I were sitting right here last Thursday when he was on. Do you remember last no. Thursday? Uh, I, is it I time was, to send you to the home? Yeah, I was on. I'd love to go, believe me. <laughs> you were, it was two weeks ago. Believe me, I would love to go to a home for the rest of my life and sit there and just That can be arranged. <laughs> hey, words for me. I'm just lit up, like spring has arrived. It was, I'm ready. It was I'm ready to go. A nice lithium yeah. drip. It was the 12th. Oh, so everybody was on for him. I thought, uh, who did we have on last Thursday? <laughs> a lot of people. You're wrong until it's proven. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, little bighorn uh, museum guy, Tim Pawlenty. Oh, that was last Thursday. Yeah. That's right. Something that about Earth Day. I wasn't even Earth here and I knew that. <laughs> Never mind. Well, Catherine, if you don't like the guys that are jumping from buildings onto helicopters, did you I like? I think it's funny. Did you like when they when Indiana Jones Four came out? And at least he showed his age. He's missing his. You know, he he hit something with the whip and he'd swing oh, and miss where he was going to oh, land and smash into something it. else. I just love that they did that. And they did that with Daniel Craig, too, with the new Bond. Oh, yeah. Because I, the old I thought Bond... you were going to say that, that the part where he survived the nuclear blast by hiding in the refrigerator. Right. Well, that... <laughs> now, now, that's believable. Those were yeah. red-lined, no, beautifully right. made frigidaires. You have to get a great big old refrigerator. But, uh, yeah, but even talking. with Daniel Craig, he kind of made the Bond a little bit more believable, even though he's doing all the parkour and stuff. He would still miss once in a while. Yeah. He would take the hit he would land wrong oh, okay. as opposed to you know roger moore in a tuxedo jumping from building to building and looking effortless at it and right. you're like get out of here yeah. daniel craig's bond has always been kind of a like every man i don't want to say kind of guy, yeah. i don't want to say f up but you know <laughs> well he was because the... i mean in casino royale how many times did he almost die or get captured or it's like he spent the entire movie trying to undo his mistakes it was weird because usually well, James Bond is, you know, it's the new more relatable James. Bond. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that they've I'm, made I'm a still trying to figure out how he survived being shot on a bridge in Skyfall and falling, I don't know, a hundred feet or whatever into a river <laughs> and not drowning. In Hollywood, falling into water means you're good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like you're never gonna die. Come you're on, float. Get with it. You'll live. Yeah, even you in can't real die life. In, water. in real life, if you're at terminal velocity and you hit the water, it's oh, no different dead. than hitting concrete. Wow. Yeah. You know how to knife into it. How about those yeah, guys exactly. that jump off the cliffs that are like oh, yeah. 40, 50 stories hit, and yeah. then they just what hit? What little wind gust, you think? Right. Bad news. Yeah. Wouldn't be good. Oh, no. I'd, I'd end up belly flopping. Yeah. Oh, no. This isn't going to go well. Unbelievable. 
The reviews for Amy Schumer's new movie, I Feel Pretty, are in, and they're pretty ugly. Mm. Movie review aggregator Rotten Tomatoes is currently showing a 33% rotten rating. IMDb gave the movie 3.7 out of 10. Uh, Critics tore into the movie for its message of self-love and body acceptance that somehow feels hollow and contrived. The Atlantic's Christopher Orr said, This movie, premised on the idea that self-esteem trumps physical beauty, doesn't even believe in the product it's selling. Leah Pickett from the Chicago Reader called the movie deeply unfunny. Ooh, deeply unfunny. Good. I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer's, as you know, but I wouldn't go that far. I, I mean, some people, I, it just sounds like a bunch of pissed off people looking to, to rant. I, th- I, 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 I love the film's um, message about self-esteem. I'm not big for message movies. Yeah. But, you, you know, beauty lies in confidence. And so she thought she was beautiful. She was. She had confidence, and I mean, it, look, and and the, it was a PG thirteen film, so you're you're targeting a younger audience mm-hmm. who need to hear that. It is it un, unfunny? No, it, yeah, you're right. It's not funny at all. She seemed very uncomfortable to me in that sort of comedy because she's so used to going down that that other road. Right, that, yeah, you know. Right. Um, I think she's trying to branch out, um, and I and I give her that much, but she, it wasn't funny. But at least she's trying. And again, the message, I don't, I don't know how you could come out against anybody making an effort, you know, to try to boost self-esteem. That Be- seems crazy Probably because everybody's so tired of being told what to think about well, everything. Well, it's not preachy. You know, look, I would look, I hate preachy, especially when it's political preachy in movies. But I didn't feel this was preachy. I, you know, it was, did I see it coming? Absolutely I did. But it was a welcome message. Oh. My favorite so, review... Uh, there were several sites uh, who reviewed it, and people on Twitter were agreeing and such. Um, they didn't like it because... She was in it. They didn't think <laughs> that the fact that a blonde, blue-eyed, white woman was playing someone with low self-esteem oh, made she's sense. Heavy. I can't no. take it anymore. No, Devin, women no what they were saying... Ask any, uh, where where'd all those strippers well, come from? Well, what they were saying was more than they <laughs> thought they were saying. Because they were saying that it doesn't make sense for a woman, a white, blonde, blue, whatever See, woman. that's the kind of crap. It's just But if you think about it, why doesn't it make sense... That it, so it would make sense that a black woman would have low self-esteem? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Just, yeah, that, I know. That's, that I is just, weird. Well, it's insane. You know, I wonder it's why insane. Rebel Wilson doesn't take heat. Because most of the movies she plays, even though she plays kind of an awkward character, she's always extremely overconfident about her looks, about her yeah, weight. She, yeah. Yeah. she you're never right, lets Dave. that, that limit her. This would have been the perfect movie for her. Right. I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah, yeah. You know, again, it's Amy Schumer being in a position where who knows if this movie would have been made otherwise. So she was in a position. Yeah. Obviously, her popularity is dwindling. She's trying to expand her her base. And uh, again, I just think that it was a tiny step in in that effort. I I, I just think that I don't know. Like I said uh, on the show last week, Tom. You know, when you see in a movie like Thank You for Your Service, where she actually showed that it's like, wow, you can plug her into a movie. I didn't recognize her because she was a brunette, mm-hmm. and she was in a serious role. She was playing a, a, a military widow. It's like, wow, this is a big chance for her, and it really worked. So who knows? No, I'll tell you. Well, you know that uh, Amy Schumer went on The View and said, I'm a Caucasian. The woman I played in the movie should have been played by an African-American, yeah, she, a woman of color. Yeah. See, Which doesn't even make sense. Strategy. 
I don't get this, you know. It's ass kissing because they don't really have well, any emotion and, about black and, people whatsoever because they the don't fact. know any black. And it's people. after the fact. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I, I took the role so and I, you know, I yeah. took the money, but I, uh, you but, know. But, well, yeah, but, at the risk is of probably coming off horribly wrong here. Every uh, African American or black woman I know that's heavier set or whatever. I don't see the self-esteem issues I no. do than no. I do with white most women that are over the world. Yeah, that's right. They're like most The black women are just like this is most it. Accepted. Confidence in the world. And, uh-huh. and they, they're great about it. But it's the white women that always seem to be so yeah, exactly. mousy and, and worried about their weight and the looks yeah. as much. So I, I don't. I, I don't Different know. expectations. We'll right? be right back. Culturally. We'll talk more about this. I don't want to ask Tevin a question about this right after this. The Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tom Bernard Show. Tevin Pittman is here. And, Tevin, I have a question for you. Because as a honky who grew up in a, an urban neighborhood... You're our black authority. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> the black, black authority. Is JB or Philip aren't available right now? Um, Top three, I'll take that. You're the best we've <laughs> yeah, got for right. now. <laughs> I, get, I get this read from white people, particularly in Hollywood and in politics... You've never even met a real black person, have you? I mean, the way they pander and kiss ass, doesn't that annoy you to know him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because, and especially when, because you can always tell, especially watching movies, when it's like they had a black person in this movie just because they made the movie and then they realized there's no black people in this movie. <laughs> we better put, put some black person put some in there. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, all the pandering and like it's so. It's like overhyped, like stereotypes of how almost like a character of yes. what they think a black person yeah. is yeah. in this movie and stuff. And so it's very annoying. I will tell you this: Philip came on the KQ Morning Show because he decided he wanted to come on the KQ Morning Show to protect me from all the people who thought I was racist. So it was Philip's idea to come on the KQ Morning Show. Wait a minute! Right? You mean Philip and JB are real people? They're not just characters you're doing on the show. Well, let me just tell didn't you, you take a lot of sla- yeah. flack over that? Oh yeah, some point they thought, thought I was you doing were just doing black the impressions. They're yeah. not people you made up so you could say I have black friends. Right. Say, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what do you want? Well, you think, yeah. Tom, hey, Tommy, let me ask you a question. Philip, hey, Tommy, if I could, if I could just make a reference, they're your versions of Morgan Mundane and yeah, and and uh, Ma Linger. Yeah, JB is Ma Linger. You can't make up Philip. 
No, yeah. you can't make up Philip. I'm just going to say, Philip defies definition a lot yeah. of the time. He's his definition. own special guy. I never know what's going to come out of that mouth. <laughs> JV came on the morning show, same situation. I met him at uh, uh, the University of Minnesota. He said, I want to come on your show. I said, yeah, come on. So I didn't bring any black people on my show. Tevin, I didn't bring you onto this show or bring you onto the Cakey Morning Show either. No, I'm pretty sure you were making fun of me one day as I was, I was sitting out in the hall. <laughs> I and, was making fun of And Lastman was like, hey, you better go in there and defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Murray now, mm-hmm. and as soon as, as soon as Murray came in, I thought, well, they finally got a Jew to bring in the comedian. <laughs> Turns out Murray's black. So, yeah, I mean... I just get this distinct impression like Amy Schumer doesn't know any black people, doesn't know what black people are all about, so she panders to them. But I mean, you know. Well, people uh, are so worried. Right there's now, everybody's... so many different black people, though. I mean, what are you talking about? What I'm just I mean, talking about. You can't generalize ex- anybody. No, no, yeah, that's that what would... I'm saying. Yeah. You, you can't just say, this should have been a black person. Well, which black person? There are a lot of different kinds of black people. Exactly. Which black person should it have been, Amy? Well, that's like... <laughs> I think it would be funny to, um, if I was like, you know, a upper class black person from uh, like four like generations Tevin. of wealth, like go in and audition <laughs> for wife. a part what the, that they're thinking of. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm a black person. Isn't that what you wanted? You know? Yeah. That's why I've I never liked rich, that but... one little one that yells. What? One little oh, one um, yeah. Chris Tucker? No. Kevin, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Ke- yeah. Same Kevin Hart. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Comedian? I've never liked Kevin Hart because he's like, Same this thing. is how black people act. Yeah. Like, I'm loud. And... One of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Really? Though, I will tell you. He's a yeah, wonderful guy. He's always guy. driven me crazy in movies because it's just like, this is quintessential black behavior. Yeah. And I'm like, but I yeah. really liked him in Jumanji. No, yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a really great. nice man. That's good. Very smart guy, too. He's very smart and very Well, yeah, he's capitalized on his brand unbelievably. Absolutely, yeah. That's what all the very, very successful people do is they yeah. have a brand and then they stick to it well, yeah. look at jim carrey although he probably does really act like that yeah well, you know it's interesting though because absolutely insane amy yeah. schumer has a brand she does and that yeah. brand got old real fast Thank that's God. true so well i mean the thing is her brand is rebel wilson's brand that doesn't help no, no amy rebel schumer wilson. is, is yeah. more think... like the uh white woman dice clay to me White woman dice clay. I like that. <laughs> she, White she's woman just that kind of. I'm look how edgy and cool I am. And yeah, I, when yeah. you're trying too hard to prove to me how cool and, right. and sexy and how you'll do anything, and you know, it just to me, it seems like okay. I get the. I get it round one, mm-hmm. and then right. what's your next gig? Yeah, it's it feels forced. It you know, and I think it feels forced in this film, even though it's a different kind of comedy. It's much more tame, yeah. and it feels forced. Like yeah. we're just pushing to make you laugh, and it's just not there. Which is the worst thing she could possibly do. Well, this movie kind of sounds like a variation of the Shallow Hell movie. It, That's it, what it, I said. Yeah. I said it, it yeah. sounds like yeah, a exactly reverse. It. Right. It's reverse Shallow Hell. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I Which, I mean, I guess that, that is, what, 15 years old at this point? Yeah. No well, 12-year-old is going to have watched Shallow Hell. Amy Schumer is more foul. She like, is. Rebel Wilson is just, like, zany, and Amy Schumer's more, like, yeah. okay. Amy Rebel Schumer, Wilson's pretty yeah. foul sometimes. Me. Amy Schumer is a female Andrew Dice Clay. That's who she is. And he wasn't funny after about... When I first saw him in New York in 1981, I think it was, he was funny as hell. Because it was something totally different. Yep. Until you realize he wasn't either. He was ripping off another comedian. Yeah, that's right. That was doing the same shtick and the uh, the, the rhyming. And yep. Didn't uh, didn't Carlin even do some of the rhymes at yeah, one point? Yeah, he did, yeah. I don't even recognize him. I don't think there's Andrew anything Dice new Clay. anymore. Andrew Dice Clay? You I don't, don't? I know the name, but I always thought he was an author. 
but he's not. No. It was a <laughs> big leather jacket, black pompadour hairdo, sunglasses, and cigarettes. Yeah, like and the, fonts. the staccato. Hey, check, yeah. I was standing in line oh, with this, and you know, everything. Yeah. Was, the interesting thing, though, he did a movie called Blue Jasmine. Uh, a few that was years a great ago. movie. Yeah, and, and, and it showed that he could act. But yep. boy, it just seems like in between. Maybe he's been doing stand up gigs. I don't know. But yep. it also showed he had another talent, and you wonder why. He didn't try capitalizing on his ta- that talent, maybe because you know Blue Jasmine was a supporting role and he wanted to be the lead. Lauren and, Michaels buried him, is what happened to him. Well, yeah. why? And he had Nora Dunn go after him because he needed a woman. Lauren Michaels is a bad person. I'm sorry. Everybody I know that that ever worked for him said he is a. Oh, you got the same thing. Kevin? Yeah, I've never heard anybody say anything nice about. No, he's a horrible human being. Well, he stole the whole idea from National Lampoon anyway. I like this. Uh, he cites Elvis Presley, Fonzie, John Travolta, and Sylvester Stallone as his heroes. Yeah. Gee, really? Sense. That makes sense. Well, he, did, he did a movie uh, in the 80s. He, he showed up in a lot of 80s movies he in did, cameo yeah. roles, but then he was in a movie called Casual Sex with uh, Leah Thompson and uh, Victoria. Leah Thompson. 1988. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was really good in that. He played just uh, like a act. much lighter variation of himself. Hmm. And then he just did a – he's done, I think, two or three reality series, and one yes, just ended. Yep. Yeah, um, but he's he's been back in Vegas playing Vegas quite a bit, which you know I guess it's gonna, dice has yeah dice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. You that. ever see dice meltdown on CNN dropping the f bomb? No, it's on YouTube. Look I'd it like up. to see it. Um, he's on a show called My Kitchen Rules, what? or maybe he was. My Kitchen Rules. <laughs> he competed with his wife to see who could cook the best or something. Yeah. Um, I don't. I can't envision this. Oh, but he's, he's currently yeah. shooting a movie called The Star is Born. Uh, a musical, Not again. A, a musical you know romantic what? drama. Yeah, no. it's Bradley Cooper directing oh. and Lady Gaga yep. starring. It's really? like the 15th time that movie's been made. Bette this, Midler was in one of them. Well, yeah, this time it's going to be a country oh, murder, it's, murder. it's got Clint Eastwood in it. Well, Clint oh, like Eastwood Clint. was supposed to uh, produce it. Apparently he's not, but he was supposed to actually direct it at one point. Oh, has he gotten too old? Well, and then, you know, mm. Cooper worked with him on American Sniper, and oh, that's, that's how right. that relationship started. So, oh, they've been talking about this since 2011. Clint right. Eastwood went to Beyonce to right. remake A Star is Born, which is so weird. I can see Clint Eastwood and Beyonce getting along really <laughs> well. Yeah, they get along really well, well. I think any two people can get along for $50 million. Well, you might be right about that. You could be right about that. You know, there, there was a, with all the popularity of the superhero movies uh, and with how huge Wonder Woman has blown up, and again, showing a confident, strong, beautiful woman who doesn't play on those angles. It's just she's just a character. They did in the 60s when the Batman TV serial came out, mm-hmm. right, the, with Adam West and Burt Ward. Right. Then they tried to do a few spinoffs. They tried to do a Batgirl spinoff that never really grabbed hold. And then they did um, a Wonder Woman, and it's on YouTube. And it is one of the most horrific things you've ever seen. Oh, they have a, a, a model play Wonder Woman, but the girl who plays like Diana Prince, her, her alter ego, still lives at home with her mom. She's this gangly kind of uh, almost like um, Emily Latella, Yilda Radner character. I love she's that. got the Emily ugly, Latella. nasty hair and the, the big glasses, and she's... she's um, nerdy and when she decides she has to turn into Wonder Woman she'll she'll turn into Wonder Woman and then they show the mirror and there's this gorgeous supermodel Wonder Woman and then they pan away and it's this scrawny fluffy haired goofy looking right. girl who just has this overinflated ego of who she is wow. and it was just like 
you can see why that one didn't survive. But if you ever want to flash back to, wow, what could have been? Yeah. Yeah, go look at the 60s Wonder Woman uh, pilot that uh, that was shot. It's unbelievable. But, big then there was, then, but then there was a show, Wonder Woman, that was Right, with big. Linda Carter well, that came yeah, out in the yeah. 70s. Oh. Yeah, but that, that didn't even big. do well. When I it first it was, came out, it oh. was set in the 40s. And it made one season, and they were kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And then they they took a break and then came back and made it current date. Wonder Woman oh. originally was kind of a messed up character. She was made by like some guy oh, yeah. and his two wives or something about into S and M. She was an S and M character. She was well, there was bondage. a movie that, about that that came out. Professor yep. Marston and the Wonder Women. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu now. Yeah. Wonder Women. Yeah, he had two wives, and they made a story about you know because they were. I guess into bondage, so they made a bondage superhero. And you wonder why bondage. women have bad self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> why women have bad self-esteem? Yeah. All this. Speaking stuff. of um, the '60s superheroes, here's my favorite uh, Batman scene. A ticking bomb. Holy breaking and entering! It's Batgirl. Quick, Batgirl, untie us. I've worked for you a long time, and I'm paid less than Robin. Equal pay for men and women. No time for jokes, Batgirl. <laughs> they, they couldn't. No You'll notice, though, that's not Adam West. Yeah. It is Burt Ward. It's not Adam West. It's Burt Ward right. and, and Yvonne Craig, but it is and not Adam West playing Batman in that scene. And more dismissive. This yeah. is why women have that. So when, when was that made? That was right the there. 60s. Yeah, so I'm 67, I think that one came out. That little. It wasn't from an actual episode. It was from a... Well, a I mean, political deal, and they used to do that yeah. a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, the overall the message ended up being okay. I see your point, but I just like that line. No yeah. time for jokes. No, no time for jokes. Batman's Bat defense: Girl. the bomb's about to explode. Like, hurry up and no, that, tie yeah. it, or nobody gets paid. <laughs> that too. There's a really that? weird deal. If you look online, I think it's on Amazon. There's like the Munsters pilot that never I saw aired. It. And the, did you see the, the video though, where um, Herman Munster's on the beach talking to uh, the guy, and he's like doing a political rant. Yeah, and it was, was a political ad, and they hired him to play the part. Yeah, the guy as Herman Munster. Fedora. Yeah, and I can't remember that guy's name either. He's pretty famous. Yeah, but uh, um... and he's playing like a hipster. But it's it's just weird to hear Herman Munster on the beach politicizing, and then he just kind of walks off into the sunset. It is one of the weirdest. Did you see the, begin the original beginning when yeah. everybody walks past, pa passes out? They're so, they're so afraid of them. They they. Pass oh right, out. yeah. But the, the the original Munsters pilot, the only ones in it that you'd recognize would be Grandpa Al Lewis, and Herman Munster, and the original Marilyn, who only lasted one season. She only lasted one season. But she yes. was all, all three of them. They had a different. They and her name yeah. wasn't Lily, it was Phoebe. It was Phoebe, right. And then they Joan had this Marshall really creepy Phoebe. kid playing Eddie. That kid was horrible. Right? Oh my god. Get away from me. I hate you. He was like he was possessed. Yes, it was bizarre. But mm -hmm. Al Lewis was way over the top. Well, both of them. I mean, that's what made the show so great was the chemistry between yeah, Al was. Lewis and Fred Gwynn. That's just true. two big idiot kids playing all the time. Um, are that, you talking about Butch Patrick or Jason Marsden? Jason, his name was Junior Marsden or something. something like Jason that, yeah. Marsden. Yeah, because Butch Butch played him in the TV series once it took off, but yes. the original kid that played him was no Happy something or other. Nate Happy Derman. Here Happy, we go. Yeah, Nate Happy Derman. A more exactly aggressively right. wolfish boy. Oh my God! He's like, I'm going to turn myself back into a toad. Yeah, like, it's horrible. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if he's ever uh, done anything else. I doubt it. It's hard, hard to understand where his career didn't go after that. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, how did that not take he off? He 
No way. What, he died? No, he played Eddie Munster in a 2004 remake. He did? Apparently. He was on the Jack Benny program. Jack Benny? And Mr. Ed and the Beverly Hillbillies. Hello. So, you know, he did some stuff for a year or two, and then, mm. yeah, kind of... Why he wasn't so happy if it was only a year or two? No. Know? It is what it is. No well, yeah, being that, a child actor in the 60s could have a way of making you pretty unhappy, I think. I think you're right about that, because I think you got preyed upon and you didn't make any money at all. No. I'm, there was this one, I don't remember who it was, but there was this one celebrity kid from that time who made millions of dollars, but his parents blew it all by the it time was, he was uh, 18. That was Dennis the Menace. That was Jay North. Uh, Jay North, yeah. Jay North. Well, a lot of the kids. Uh, and, yeah, uh, a lot of his them. name? Rod... Um, the kids from um, what uh, you talking about, Willis? What the hell is oh, his right. name? Oh right, yeah, uh, Gary Coleman. Gary, yeah, Gary Coleman. Coleman. His parents pissed but away But the other all kid that money. played Rusty, I think, from um, or not Rusty. That was uh, the, the that was Danny. Johnny Galecki. Right. No, the uh, I'm trying to. What the heck was the name of the show? Now my mind's blank. But uh, Father Knows Best, Bud. Oh yeah. He got bilked from all of his money too. A lot of the parents. There was a totally different rule set in yeah. play. And then I think they came up with the Jackie Coogan deal because when he was a little yeah. kid yep. he got screwed out of all That's of his exactly money right. and ended up having to play Uncle Fester on nice, the Adams nice family. We will take a break be back with part two right up to this Tom Bernard show. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. the song out of my head all weekend because Tom was singing it all day Saturday. <laughs> it's all my fault. That is his most famous song, I would think. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Rundgren. Damn, my mic sounds terrible. I think you sound fine. Maybe it's the what? Oh, yeah, that's a lot better. They had it set for somebody with a high voice or something. I don't know what it was. That sounds fine to you guys, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds yes, great. It sounds fine. No echo. Nope. Nothing. I don't hear an yep. echo. <clears throat> Sounds much better. I don't hear an echo. I don't hear an echo. 
Oh, God. <laughs> Laugh it up. We are in our new studio, which is right down the hall from Bob's studio. And Bob came in, by the way, and tipped over our statue of Jesus. Way to go, Bob. Oh, I oh, wanted to come my. in and welcome you to the neighborhood. It's all you wanted, huh? That's right. And also, you had something from the mucus collection device. What? This is going to be amazing. I have a guy on who's he's a CEO of Solidarity HealthShare. They got a bill. This... For tissues. Box of tissues. It's called a mucus collection device. 200 bucks on the bill. What? That is not a lie. It's just like the government. What? 200 bucks on somebody's bill. They got a bill that was over (laughs) $270,000, and they called the hospital and said, we'll give you 160% over Medicare. You know what it brought it down to? 26,000. It took like 90% off. It's unbelievable what they, these hospitals charge. Mucus collection device. device is a box of tissues. A box that, of tissues. That's how they they list them. Good to know. Bring your own. My father has been saying that for years. I mean, when his first baby was born, which is like in you know 1885, um, he went to the hospital administrator and went through the bill and got it um, chiseled down to hardly anything. He's like, you have to go in there, and you yeah. have to go in line by line and say, I never use that. I don't know what that is. This never happened. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll do that if you, you, know, if you ask them. Yeah, well, you have I, to do um, it. To now, nowadays, I would think it's more important than ever. I don't think I'd call my father a chiseler like you just did, but <laughs> he said he chiseled them down. down. Yeah. He, would proud. he would be proud. He would be proud to be called a chiseler. <laughs> my father, the chiseler. That's really great news. That's wonderful. You didn't go with... Italian him down, although there's a different <laughs> ethnicity they often use that. Exactly. There's down. a lot of things I could have gone with. I think well, chisels, okay. Let's not forget, Bob, we're not real white people, so. That's right. According to Silicon Valley, you're not even white. <laughs> you're like, have you seen any sun this year? You're no. like the lightest kid I know. <laughs> I know, no, I know. Look at Andy. You're lighter than Andy, no, almost. That's not <laughs> well, he just got back from Florida a month ago. Well, that's he still saw no sun. <laughs> oh, by the way, to answer. I walked every day. I just don't tan. I have uh, several inquiries. No, it will not be the same call-in number, but we don't know what the call-in number is. We yet. don't have one yet. We're supposed well, to be in, but it's well, not. I was in yet. given a number, but it doesn't work, so I'm not sure if yeah. that would be the number to give people. I just don't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's wait until we get our own line. Yeah, but it's not yeah. working right now. It will not be the same. Well, we have a Skype number to call into, don't we? Mm-hmm. But yes. let's keep that open for guests. We'll yeah. keep that open for guests. Yeah, yeah that's we probably, well, that's that. probably a good idea. Yes. It's probably a good plan. Um, there's a story. Oh, Tevin's here too, by the way, but uh, his mic is not connected yet. <laughs> well, the microphone so is, really well. but the headphones aren't. So, I mean, I guess if you want to not be able to hear. Well, he can hear except for the guests then. All you got to do is take one ear off. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah, technically. Yeah. It should work. Can you hear me? There we no. Go. Try it. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. I can hear him. Yeah, you can hear him, can't right. you? Andy will turn it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, turn it up. Let's talk again. Hello. Yep. There we go. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's and you can uh, hear fine because you got one ear available. Yeah. There well, we I go. can multitask. I'm a, a man of many skills. <laughs> oh God. Here We've we go. We've always said that about you. <laughs> who, Tom, who did, who did Jim Bouton? Tevin, the multitasker. <laughs> yep. His ear looks like uh, Jim Bouton. I think wrote about it. Like his head is. Uh, it's like a. a a cab or a taxi door being open. The, taxi the way you, your ears folded. <laughs> That's rather cold, actually. That's rather cold. But yeah, we're uh, we we moved offices. Uh, Bob moved here what a year August. ago? No, in August. Oh, in August. Yep. Yeah, the first moment there was no parking downtown, he left. 
Yeah, no, it did. wasn't the first one. It was, <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I, I couldn't find parking. I'm out. Well, and also the rent here is 20% of what it was at the old place. Mm-hmm. 20%. Yeah. Don't tell the Yeah, people. don't tell the people don't here. Tell the... Uh, it's day of your listening lay. <laughs> That's all I have to say it. to you. But, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We were, we just, I'm looking at the, the headlines today from the news. Governor angers libs and conservatives in the sing, in a single day. That's Everybody, easy to do. They just want to be, just, everybody wants to be angry. All you, you have know? to do is say anything and you're going to anger everyone. I don't know. It just, honest to God, it just, well, here, here's another headline. True. Don't want Trump to win in 2020. Stop being so preachy. Mm-hmm. What's well, true? Might have a point. If seriously, if the far left doesn't stop preaching so much, Trump's going to win again. I'm telling you, people are going to get sick to death of it. Oh, they're sick now. But see, and it's the same group. They're, people who voted for him, they're not making a lot of noise. They're just laying back and right. letting him go, just like last time. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a Trump supporter, and I'm not, I'm not a Trump uh, attacker. I, I, I'm sitting back and watching what people are doing now, and. Uh, it's not good. Everybody's a victim in every way. We, When Bob was on the morning show this morning, we were talking about how they've rewritten all the children's stories where the uh, Little Red Riding Hood and the wolf become best friends. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Hansel and Gretel, they don't kill the witch. Because originally, remember, in the first Hansel and Gretel, the, the witch killed them. And then the second iteration of it, they killed the witch, mm, but now right. they become friends, too. And they paid for the surgery to take the wart off her nose. Probably, yes, mm-hmm. because that wart was hideous. So, so uh, Sandy, what you should do is you should rewrite all of the um, mob stories. To the, make, the, well, they are a little grosser, becomes friends with the mafia. Yeah. <laughs> they don't take their money and extort them. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you'd Free know all protection. about that. <laughs> you know Well, all John Gotti was a very benevolent man. Exactly. Very misunderstood. Remember the last time we talked to Victoria Gotti? She never called in again because they said, hey, you know, your dad and I are about the same size. Could you send me all the suits? Because he doesn't need them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She did not find that funny in the least. (laughs) It was long before he died. He wasn't dying at the time. He was just in prison for the rest of his life. So, no, you you know, you you play our theme song. Uh, I watched last night on the Reels channel, the uh, James Gandolfini uh, the uh, what killed James Gandolfini? He died at fifty-one I, years old. That stunned me because he did not look only fifty-one. I, I thought I he was much older. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree. Handsome young kid, by the way. He was he was thin. He was handsome. The whole deal. And then he decided that uh, he wanted to put on six thousand pounds. Somebody's at our door, but I don't know who it is. No, they're not. They There's people in here. There's other. People. No, she's just looking in. <laughs> Uh, somebody probably next door is going, they're way too loud. <laughs> uh, I, there's a way to solve that. They they could put. I had to do that on that one because that, that vent does travel. It's well, like, so what do you do? Uh, they just put a little uh, insulation or something over the vent. air, though. Well, no, no, it's not. doesn't affect the air. It's just the round that they put it. It's uh, It works out. If it becomes an issue, I doubt it will. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I just, because it might have been Izzy, so I wanted to make sure that people weren't going, hey, I can hear their... I have a guy out with an enormous cackle, which you have nothing to compare to. He's <laughs> got that deal Tom going. Schreier, yeah. Tom Schreier does? Have you ever heard him laugh? No. Oh, my God, it's off the charts. It's a horrible yeah, laugh. It's just, yeah, it's uh, it's part, you know how the, it, the, it's the 
it's the Tarzan version of the laugh, you know, that no. would, <laughs> that sort of thing where it's just, yeah, that's what it would be like. That was a very ill Tarzan. <laughs> well, I didn't want to do it loudly because, I, you know, because we don't have our insulation over our vest. But no one can do it. Dying I was watching. They, they had a week or so ago from the very first Tarzan on. You cannot duplicate whatever that noise was. Some say he did it. Some say it was a bunch of different noises. It was a bunch of different noises put together, just like the uh, the voice of uh, the little girl in The Exorcist. It was Mercedes McCambridge and several other things. Oh, it wasn't were, just her. Were combined to do that voice and say horrible things like Tevin would say. Yeah, Tevin, why? When I get, when when I get angry. You know. when you, whenever yes, you're you possessed. <laughs> when you're possessed, it just happens. Put some demons on something. Yes, whenever Tevin's possessed, it's exactly, exactly what he sounds like right there. Tevin being... God, you being possessed would be something else. Are there... No, I know in, in JR's Revenge, I think it was either JR or JT's Revenge, there was a... There was a black pimp that was possessed by the devil. I don't movie. think I've seen any black people be possessed. It's usually he was possessed. white people in New Jersey they get, or Connecticut. Like Tom's River, New yeah. Jersey. They like had that there. there. That's where The Exorcist was filmed. I know. It was unbelievable. Tom's, Tom's, River, Tom's New River. Jersey. Bob should know all about that. So, Bob, what's the latest? I mean, so I understand the sandwich shop downstairs is phenomenal. It's, it's very good. You're going to like that. The and, soup uh, is great, I heard. I, that's what I, the only thing I get is the soup. I heard the soup's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And, it's uh, open till 2 every day or something? I believe so. I've, I usually go, or if I go down, I go on the noon hour. But actually, the best, I have to do, I'm doing a list, and this is on the list. The best value for like a slice of pizza anywhere is the Costco. Their pizza's phenomenal. It is? When you it's go, $1.99, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. $1.99. Can you hear that, Andy? Mm-hmm. Andy will be living do right next door. Do you have to be door. a member? Can you go in and get a piece of well, pizza? Well, here's the thing. If you walk in where you exit, they don't even ask to see your card. Because you just tell them, I'm just going to the counter to get something to eat. They don't care. Oh. It's never been a problem. Well, it's I have that. a card, but it's never been a problem. You know? okay. So you're sneaking into Costco to get pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I have the card. But even exactly you can just say, right. I'm, I'm looking into joining. Or I have to talk to the, the counter people. They don't stop you. They've never stopped. But it, I, I like it. You're unbelievable. So, I know a good pie when I eat one. So, Andy, you can just walk about 50 feet over. Cause Andy... I haven't eaten at a TGI Fridays in so many yeah, years. No. That, got... that used to be like a high-end restaurant in Minneapolis. Yeah, in Minneapolis, they were. <laughs> it yeah, was. Very, very true. Seriously. But I think they're good. 20 years ago, the food scene in Minneapolis was so well, horrible. You, but you got right within a few <laughs> steps. You got your Panera. You got your Arby's. You got your the bagel place. You got uh, Mike's Subs. There's, and there's all the things in West End, all those tons restaurants. Tons of restaurants. Oh, yeah, there's tons of stuff. Andy, did you figure out how far it is to walk from here to your house? Not yet, no. It's got to be four miles? Three? No, no, no. no. He's no, moving no, no, no. tomorrow. Oh, you are? oh, you're moving around here? Yep. Yeah, right down the block. Oh, so you could walk. Yeah. Oh, nice. You could easily walk. Indeed. See, we got it. Might yeah. be a half mile. It's all maybe. planned out. Very nice. I'm an excellent driver. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you that. That's all I have oh, to say. you got the theater right here, too. You can walk to that anytime you want. Andy? Theater? Yeah, the movie theater. Yeah, West that's theater. a nice theater. Oh, that's a great theater. I didn't even know. Should we rent another uh, another suite in here so you can put a bed in there and sleep here? You could do like our congresswomen and men sleeping in their offices. Yeah, sleep yeah. in your office. That'd be a great idea. That's a, that's a great plan, no doubt about it. So, Bob, we're going to love the building. I, I already like the fact that I pulled up. And there were about ten places to park right in that front is of the door. Very nice. It's, that's the best thing about it. There's oh. not a problem to park. And Greg Freeman seems like a very nice. Very guy. nice. Yeah, Izzy's wonderful. Yeah, you're gonna you'll enjoy it here once you get your phones and all that. You know, the the, the technical issues. That's we get it's set a technical up. issue. 
That's all I have to say. Who did knock over this? You knocked over Jesus. Way to no. go, Bob. Oh. That was Molina. I'm glad you're dumping him and you sending him to New York. <laughs> you exiled him to New York. What happened to Trump and, and Hillary? They're right out here somewhere. I think they're in the corner. Oh, yeah, I see Trump and Hillary. They're right down there. They're, they're down behind me. Hillary's right behind me. I, I feel r- very unsafe. I want you to know that. Now you, I haven't seen, I guess I haven't seen you since Punta Cana. I haven't seen him in a while. You both combined, you've lost how many hundreds of pounds? Hundreds? What's his name? Most of it's him. Yeah, laugh it up. Like, Melina, how much did you lose? Melina. Uh, how many tons have you guys dropped? Tom looks good. You look frail. <laughs> I got to go to Costco and get some pizza. Speaking of that, by the way, you should see Rocco Mediate. Rocco Mediate, honest God, looks too thin. Really? I mean, he was never heavy anyway. He was, you know. Can't be had, too rich or too thin. He had a little extra weight on him, but he, uh, man, is he lithe right now. It's, I just saw him on Saturday. Oh, Margot Kidder just died. What? Oh, Margot. Mm-hmm. Was she in the nut house when she died? Tom. <laughs> well, she would. Too she, soon, man. Honey, she was in a bush yelling out at people, hiding in bushes. Yeah, she has bi- bipolar disorder. <laughs> yeah. Manic episodes. Uh, she couldn't have been very old. She had to be 69. I thought she was pushing 70, yeah. Well, 69 is pushing 70, Bob. She she was terrific in Superman. I mean, when she was younger, she was great. She was a very good actress. She was also in one of the biggest mistakes of my life was uh, I wanted to date my friend Greg's sister back when we were very young. And he kept saying, no, forget it. Nope, nope, nope. He finally agreed. So I said, we're just going to go to a movie and to go to what used to be Scarpelli's was on 18th and Nicollet. Um, Dick Enrico owned it. Yeah. So we're just going to go have Italian food and go to the movie. That's all we're going to do. So he said, okay. I take her to this movie called Black Christmas. Right? I, I know. it's Right? <laughs> yeah. The first words they say in that movie, the big C is one of them. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> great. That's wonderful. We'll be right back. Sandy's got to leave because he's a big deal. But Alex will jump in. Tevin's with us. Back in seconds, Tom Bernard. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Thanks, Tom. Always a pleasure to be with you. One thing we keep talking about is that North American Banking Company is a community bank. Why is that important? Well, two things. First, as a locally owned and operated bank, we move quickly for our customers when it matters most. You're not waiting for a loan decision to come out of state or making the decision right here at your home. Secondly, our customers appreciate the fact that we get to know them and understand their goals. For many of our customers, we're coaches, mentors, and sometimes sounding boards for their ideas. It's hard to get that from a big bank, but it's something we do just because it's Tuesday. Well, that sounds like a great way to do business. All of our employees are working to help meet your business needs. It's how we create loyalty. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. 
and Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, in studio. What would the studio be called now? Studio F. F. But we already had Studio A, and then we moved to Studio A across the hall, and the Studio B was where Bob used to do his show. This would be Studio C, actually. Unless Bob. Why don't we just call it the main studio? Well, I think Bill's here. Is that Bill? Hey, Bill, what's up? What's happening, man? She's knocking at the door. Yeah, I got to get my. Oh, you got the keys? Yeah, I got You got a bunch of keys? Do you have a phone line with you? No. Okay. That's coming in. Exactly. I'm working on it. Okay. Bill's our new head guy. What, what's your title here? Office manager. Oh, uh, you're the office manager? Big shot. Oh, big shot. Big deal. Big shot. That's all I know. But yeah, sound, the room sounds good. Yeah. Sounds really good. Sounds good. I was listening. Oh, thanks. Can other people hear us through the vent? I, I, you know, I, I could hear outside the door, but I haven't all right. Oh, good. Well, if anybody right. complains, let me know. So far. We'll take Thanks, them out. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> I like Bill. Bill's a good guy. Yeah. We, we know Italians. What? So yeah, if we anybody do, complains, we know, we Italians. know Italians. We know a lot of Italians. <laughs> it's very, very true. So, Alex? Yes. How, how, much, how many minutes did cut off your commute? Had ten? to be at least, at least ten? ten minutes. Yeah. Really? Nice. Well, she lives right down the road. Everybody Just lives right, right down the road. right down the road. You do. You live right down 100. True. I mean, it's fantastic. Andy's going to be living uh, about four or five, six blocks away. I would have been earlier, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. If only. But it took, <laughs> no, my Google Maps thing. I usually use Waze, but the link that you emailed of the address yeah. took me to Google Maps, and it took me to the building that building. Yes, this and does I was not like, show up on Google Maps. I was for like, some this reason. is not the right number. Where is it? And so it's I had across to... the street from Podanis. Look for Podanis and go so across I the street. I had to pull in and park and then redo. I found the address, put it in ways, and it took me here. How great is it that we you can find places to park that are free? It's very nice. It's very nice. If there's tons of parking and it's free. It's wonderful. Uh, the internet sound works great. The room That's sounds great. good. Easy Tevin on and found off the it, highway. So that, that was good. The parking threw me off. I was like, "Am I going to get ticketed, towed for parking?" <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> what is this free parking you speak of? You have you, when uh, for four years you never paid for parking down at the. No, and I got a ticket once. And Only so I was once. Like, yeah, that's almost time. worth it. You have to add up all the parking that you yeah. saved. Yeah, so on. I was like, you know what? I'll start parking on the street and paying for parking. That's what you did. Yeah. So I started paying you in the last week. Yeah, they ticketed me in the lot. That was like an $80 oh. ticket. That was oh, not man. fun to pay. Oh, 80 bucks. But, Don't drink you know. the tap water here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you drinking the tap water? Because that's the only water I could see in there. There's water yeah. in there. Isn't we there? forgot the Brita filter. Oh, yeah. we, got, we should go get the Brita oh, filter. Oh, yeah, we'll get the Brita filter. What about the Colligan right thing? We're going to... 
We've got to do things. We just haven't done them. <laughs> the Culligan <laughs> thing was the best. Things that we will do. All right. It's <laughs> 60 just... bucks a month over one. Yeah. <laughs> the hell? They told me, remember, they said eight. They said eight. Back in December. I got the bill at 60 bucks. They said, oh, you're Tom Bernard? You can make 60 Oh, exactly. Kevin, that's Kathy and I were talking about that this morning. As soon as they find out if you've got two nickels to rub together, all of a sudden everything quintuples in price. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your... What are you um, that for? Because there's a woman vomiting. I don't want to look at that. Oh, yeah. And regurgitate. The, well, <laughs> you should probably have that mucus anyway. Mucus receptacle no, or whatever yeah. that's called. What is it called? Mucus Muc- collection device. Yes. Yeah. Mucus Muc- collection device. Well, we are talking about that on the on the morning show this morning, the fact that, that I, I, I take zero pharmaceuticals now. None. I don't Nor take do I. any. I don't take any pharmaceuticals because I was supposed to go on Lunesta. No, I'm sorry. Insurance doesn't cover that. Oh, how much is it for 30 pills a month? $400. Like, I know. Sorry, I'm not spending 5000 bucks a year. And that's what's been on the market for like 15 years. I think it's cheaper now, maybe. Well, and that's the stuff where you like drive to the store while sleeping. No, no, that's, am- that's uh, ambient. ambient. Yeah. Lunesta's the same. No. No, no it's not. Lunesta is different. Not no. the same thing at all. I, you're my, wrong I as a, usual. You're wrong, yeah. Alex. You're wrong. <laughs> no shock there. Yeah, my I have a relative that is on a cancer pill that oh, it's God. like either this or you're gonna die. And I think it's four thousand dollars a month. Four thousand a month. That's Insurance awesome. doesn't cover see, it at all. See, I gotta be honest with you. The <clears throat> federal government that, how? I know. And diabetic people, there's some diabetic diabetic people their insulin isn't covered. They just had a thing on the news that it's gone up to like two hundred and fifty dollars a vial or something like that. It used oh to be twenty five dollars a vial. That's ridiculous. How I, I you have no choice, you're not gonna just Yeah, like oh away. no, I'll yeah. die, that's fine. Well, I don't understand how when you go to the doctor they've got this this price. And when the insurance company gets involved, all of a sudden that price isn't the price anymore. Yeah. Right. It's now reduced to whatever they've decided to reduce it to, and that that's what they'll pay, and then that's what the doctor's office accepts. If the doctor's offices would just give you a cash price, it would solve all the problems in the world because everybody could probably afford everything. Yeah. And not have to have this inflated, yeah, weird through, insurance yeah. price. Well, that's like... I don't get it. We just got a bill for Fawn's 18-month checkup, which was six months ago. And I had called, because Dan switched jobs between, and I had called the day before, and I was like, are we covered? Do we have insurance? Because my husband's switching jobs. And they're like, yes, you're covered until blah, blah, blah. And they covered it. And then his work called, and they were like, actually, we're switching their coverage date to a week earlier. So then we weren't covered. (sighs) It was 100% paid by insurance, and then his work called, and they were like, no, we, we're switching their coverage date, so it expired earlier, mm. and so now we have a $400 bill. Welcome there to America. I'm like, what? Welcome to the- America. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's so annoying. This insurance thing and the pharmaceutical companies owning the news is really annoying. Catherine and I were talking about this, Tevin, and I think I, everybody else here knows this. Kath and I were watching the evening news the other night, you know, the, the national news. Mm-hmm. 17 of, of the 20 commercials were for a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. 17 of the 20. Aren't there only, like, two other countries where they allow pharmaceutical commercials? Yes. In Europe, yeah. they don't allow them. No, I don't think they allow them at all. And a lot of the stuff is not uh, prescription anyway. A lot of st- a lot of the drugs over in... Over in uh, Joe from Louisville just sent, 
Obamacare at its finest. <laughs> Are you pretty uh, happy with that now? Affordable health care. Affordable health care. What is the problem? What's the Skype number? You have it. I don't know. I've given it to you. Uh-oh. Oh, all right. <laughs> Honest to God, are you kidding me? We should not have booked guests the first day in a new yeah, studio. I don't know who's well, we didn't have any guests was. originally. Oh. But keeping with the medical talk, uh, this yeah. came out from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Nobody Minnesota has one of the highest rates of depression in the U.S. Well, yeah, it's because it's Minnesota. Yeah. You ever dealt with, ever <laughs> dealt with half the people in this state? Yeah. The yeah, biggest jerks on yep. earth. Well, probably it's to do with winter, too. Yeah, being here in January is not fun. No. Half the people here are the nicest, sweetest people on earth. The other half are the worst human beings on the face of the earth. I'm judging everything you do, and I'm very passive-aggressive, and I'm going to stab you right in the back. I wouldn't say the worst human beings. We're pretty low on the, like, serial killer. No, they just stab you in the back with their words. Well, literal stabbing. No, literal stabbing is different. You can see that coming. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's true. True. Margot Kidder, who played Lois Lane opposite Christopher Reeve in 1978 Superman and its three sequels, died at her Montana home on Sunday, TMZ reports. She was only 69 years old. Her cause of death is not yet known. Kidder, who became a mental health advocate after struggling with bipolar disorder and briefly becoming homeless, started acting in the 1960s and had continued to act on both screen and stage as recently as this year. She had been married three times Though she was not uh, married at the time of her death, she leaves behind a daughter, Maggie McGuane, people report. So Margot Kidder dead at 69. That's a sad story, actually. She was a hell of a talent. I just uh, suffered from... Uh, is bipolar, is that, would you call that a mental illness or a mental disorder? It's a mental I illness. I don't think there's a difference. You don't think there's a difference? Yeah. The not at all. The Skype line rings once and hangs up. Other than that, though, things are going really smoothly. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out as time goes by. So, Tevin, what's new with you? Uh, not, not a whole lot. Just uh, still making moves with the uh, with the podcast, Profession Confession. We, now, where are you doing that? Uh, we built a studio in Northeast, across from Dangerous Man. So oh, you did? Of, yeah, blood, sweat, and tears, and money thrown at that to... Yeah, build that. It's a lot more goes into it. I never realized all the soundproofing, oh, yeah, all yeah. the yeah, it does. random things that come up that you need. And but yeah, so that was a process, and we're still not all the way done. But, but yeah, we have a schizophrenic doctor that we're going to interview tomorrow. What? Yeah, she diagnoses infants with schizophrenia. Oh, I thought she was schizophrenic. Oh no, no, no sorry. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> why would you? I was like, why do you want to? Yeah, that's exactly. She, she gives physicals, and she's a schizophrenic. Yeah, she, no, she, she diagnoses infants. Yeah, she like diagnosed a three-year-old. I think is like the youngest she's diagnosed really? with schizophrenia. Really? Children with schizophrenia. Mm, that's very sad. Yeah. I thought that's kind of early onset, isn't it? Yeah, and I thought they don't usually diagnose kids with mental yeah, they don't. yeah usually not until they're like eight God, you better the earliest not. and schizophrenia if you're not diagnosed by the time you're 19 your likelihood of getting it is mm-hmm. almost almost zero yeah you can get it but it's almost zero it's very true yeah which means that my my dad was nuts when my mother married him yeah well he Good had moved to it he had a traumatic yeah childhood, childhood. who your dad. He had nothing. Big baby. Okay. 
You want to have a traumatic childhood, why don't you be your own father? How about that? His father was not exactly pleasant. His father was the biggest, one, well, no, one of the two biggest jerks I ever met. My other grandfather was an even bigger jerk than he was. Honest to God, my grandfathers were the worst. The worst. My At my 16th birthday party, my mother's father told me he was going to dance on my grave. My own grandfather. What nice did family. you do? Yeah. Did, did you, you ever tell Toots that? that? Oh, yeah. I pointed up. She Plus went, oh, well. <laughs> well, well. I don't think he'll do I that. I can't feature that. Yeah, I can't feature <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, my God. She remembers you say, I can't yes. feature that all yeah. the time. What the hell does that even mean? And I was, yeah, <laughs> she, I was like, thought, <laughs> she thought, I can't picture that. I can't feature yeah, Pictures that. and features were the same she thing to changed, her. <laughs> she changed. She gave it her own little spin. Well, she also used to say, I should wash them hair. Them hair? <laughs> Instead of your hair or my hair was them hair. I don't know. She's the only human being I ever knew that said that. That's got to be like a German mis- mis- mismatch Wait, of words. Wait, say it again. <laughs> like borrow me a dollar is a German mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's just a translation. You right. should wash them hair. So the I translation wash them hair because you <laughs> like have lots hair? of lots of strands oh. of hair. Yeah. Them, but it'd be those hair anyway. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't be them hair. <laughs> I had a janitor at one of my schools that I used to chat with. You know, normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he would always say. Did you get your hairs cut? And I was always like, you See, need to stop talking because it's not That's hairs. what I think it is, that it's a translation Ugh. from another language that it becomes yeah. multiple because there are more than well, one sense. strand of hair. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, why is it a pair of pants and like a pair of underwear, but a bra? A pair of bra? A pair of bras? A pair yeah. of bras. A pair of bras. Why isn't it a pair of bras? I don't know. There's two... Same thing with shirts have two sleeves. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a pair of shirt. Yeah. That's a very good point. Where did you come up with that one? My These are the brain? things she thinks so about. A pair of pants, <laughs> it's a pair, it's a pair of shoes, when she's a pair being of late socks. for work. These are the things she thinks about. A pair of about. shoes and a pair of socks make sense because yeah, they're separate they're entities. Se- it's a pair of shoes, pair of socks, but pair of pants. Pants pair used to be pants. two pant legs that you'd put on and then tie together around your waist. Really? What? Okay, so that makes when? sense. But underwear. Well, still does like the 16th century. And pair of underwear, pair of glasses. Did yeah, you have right. one Fair butt blood. cheek and then you tied those together too? Is that it's like assless yeah. chaps is what it <laughs> used to be. chaps, that's great. Everyone used to just run around in assless chaps. That's wonderful. That's, well, that's really probably what they had tunics smooth. for. They probably just oh, wore a tunic bits. over that, yeah. Cover their bits. Yeah. So really you would put on, you put on one leg. I'll put your pants on one leg at a time. There you go. That's where it came from, I bet. Put your pants on one leg at a time. Well, I mean, you still you know. do that with normal pants. Unless they're wide legs. Then I you can, can just, you just jump into them. Yeah, you just hop in. Mm-hmm. I have the gym shorts. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Actually, no. I, when I was a kid, I always put my pants on two legs at a time. I'd sit on the bed and put my pants on. A lot of kids do that. Yeah, a lot of kids do it. So I don't know when that changes because now I don't do that anymore. Well, no, I once That's while, fascinating, I Tom. <laughs> no, but put your pants cool on one story. leg at a time when there's only one leg to put on Thanks at a time. Thanks for sharing. And you should you tell the parties. Backstabber. So we're not going to have any guests today because they can't get we through. We can't get the Skype to work, apparently. I have. That's the right number. Well, it so just calls it's and the, hangs up. It's on his end, then. Well, I could just try calling the same number and it hung up. Well, then I don't know what the problem is. We're doing really well with the phone part of it. Well, we uh, knew there'd be glitches. Yes, we did. We'll be right back right up to this time. But our show. 
Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Okay, I'm in big trouble. Is that Superman or Star Wars? Not Superman. That is Superman, I thought. Yeah. I thought it was. I would not play Star Wars. It does sound a lot Somewhere. like Star Wars. Yeah. Yes. It does. They sound almost identical, yeah. to tell you yeah. the truth. Why? What's that all about? Well, what's her face dead? No, I mean, by what's why her is, face? What's her Margot face? Kidder. What's her face? What's her face? What's her face? That's really, really genteel. What's that on her obituary? Yeah. No, what's, what's her, her face? face is what's dead? her face? Cacked yeah. yesterday. End of obituary. She's gonna be on her tombstone. Here lies. What's her face? Oh, Ooh, what do you got, Andy? Here lies. Now we have a Skype line. I think that's our guest. It is? Uh, could be. It, did it work? It oh, worked. That sounds, sounds good. It worked. Oh, hallelujah. So that, that's the Florida Skype number? Yep. Yep. Okay, Thanks. so one thing that we got to do is we have to send me all of the guest information. You know. Thank you for that? your perseverance, Alan. <laughs> we're, we're just Not moved, a problem. We just moved into a new studio today yes, and we're bound day. to have technical glitches. Oh, yeah. And you're I know the, the feeling. You're the first technical glitch. <laughs> Yeah, Alan, way to go. You're a technical glitch and you didn't even know it. But not anymore, because there he is. Uh, There I am. It'll all work out. So what's up, Alan? Um, Not much. Just trying to call. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't understand it either. I don't understand why that happened. Well, it's the way it goes. You know, it's part of the business. Okay. Because the other thing I just noticed is that I don't have any guest information at all. Oh, great. So, <laughs> Perfection. Perfect. Well, well, I am Alan Warren, and I am an author, and I've done six books, and I was told that it would be about The Killing Game, which is Rodney Alcala. And, um, okay, and I want to hear about work. Rodney Alcala. I want to hear all about The Killing Game is the name of the book. Yeah, The Killing Game's name of the book. Uh, Oxygen is making a documentary of it. It comes out in September. It's actually already made. It just doesn't come out till September. Wait a minute, you do a radio show too? I do, I do. I work in KK&W, 1150 AM Seattle. Oh, you work in Seattle? <laughs> and it's the House of Mystery, yeah. Oh, Rodney Alcala is the guy who was on The Dating Game. Oh, that, oh, That's that right. one, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Alan... We're taking on the Mariners tonight at 6 o'clock. Well, it'd be 8 o'clock well, your time. Excuse me, 4 o'clock your time. <laughs> so, well, you're trying. 
Oh, here we go. See, I knew <laughs> Alan would stab me right in the back once he got a chance. That's my job. <laughs> so, so Rodney Alcala was on the dating game. That was uh, 77? 78. 78. September. Yes. And he, he actually uh, won. Yep. Yeah. He but, won? Yeah. But she refused to go out with him because he was creepy, apparently. <laughs> really? That's, so... right. That's right. When they were in the back alone, she was creeped out by him and uh, decided she wouldn't go. It was a free weekend in a great resort, too, and uh, dinner and the whole thing, and she wouldn't go. Well, apparently so... she had a good uh, perception of if someone's a bad person or not because he was. Well, yeah, let me tell you, because at that moment when he was on the dating game, he had two bodies in his uh, house mm-hmm. at the time, and that uh, next day he went out and uh, killed someone else. What? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so she was in. Uh, she had. She must have picked up the vibes or something. Uh, um, that because it's crazy. Uh, just before meeting her and just after. So I don't know if it frustrated him so much that he decided that he was going to go out and, and hurt someone. Um, I, who knows what was in his mind. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Alan Warren about his book, The Killing Game, The True Story of Rodney Alcala, the game show serial killer. In 1968, young girls went missing in California and New York. Oh, my God, California and New York? That's quite the well, haul, the yeah, killing people. Yeah, it's pretty far away. Well, you know, because what we found out now is that uh, he used to go to different states and different cities and kill people. And he would select uh, victims that were in the age group of the current serial killer known at the time in that city and see we didn't know this um uh, back then um all they figured was he was doing the killings in la and dna keeps coming back every year and we're getting uh four to six hits a year on dna from everywhere from washington state wyoming nevada um texas uh new york uh north carolina these are all on victims, and the DNA has come back positive with him. That's, a, that's amazing. That is well, it's totally. So why? Yeah, you know, that's, oh, sorry. No, my fault, Alan. Um, go ahead with what you were saying, because I can ask. I was going to say, and that's, the, the freaky thing is, uh, he would fly to New York, for instance, and he would pick girls that were in their late twenties, early thirties, to match the forty-four caliber killer. Uh, and uh, he went to Seattle, and he was he was strangling girls that were in the same age as as the uh, killer that was going on there. And he actually had a locker in Seattle too. And he would put uh, they they think trophies of of, of the victims in that locker. He also had well over a thousand pictures. And the FBI and New York police are trying to identify a lot of these pictures, and they're on the websites. And you can go look. Uh, and, and I'll tell you, in the pictures, he's got boys and girls, not just girls, in uh, most of them undressed, naked, and in some sort of sexually suggestive position. So we're not talking, uh, you know, so they, they, you know, whether they were doing it willingly or not, we don't know. And a lot of them they haven't identified. That's really, oh, man. So how old was this guy when he was doing all of this? He, well, you know, the thing is, he started um, sometime around 19, 20 years old. We don't, we don't know exactly, um, you know, because the first victim we figure was 1968, and that was kind of the fault right now. And she was, I believe she was eight years old, and he picked her up 
his his kind of mo was he would pick up uh, girls and tell them that they are pretty, and he was a photographer, and he was in a contest, and they could win a lot of money mm-hmm. and win the contest uh, along with him if he let them take their pictures. And so, you know, back then, I guess it was naive uh, that people would just get in the car and go with them. And um, plus, he was picking up young girls and teenagers. So, uh, you know, combination. And so he would uh, tell them that he would take pictures and then he would end up attacking them. And some of them he killed. That is unbelievable. So when when did they catch him? Well, this is, you know, this is the crazy thing, because what happened was. He actually, the very first rape of that eight-year-old girl, Telly Shapiro, in 1968, he got caught in the middle of it. Some, some, some guy uh, had just spotted him picking her up, followed them to his apartment, and called the police on a payphone. And the police came and checked it out, and when they, when they got to the door and knocked, after he opened, they saw her laying on the floor covered in blood. And so uh, he escaped that one, but they did catch him. They arrested him, sent him back. But the girl and her family moved out of the States because it, was, it had been too violent for them. Mm-hmm. So they had nobody to testify against him. So they did a plea bargain. He got 10 months for oh um, contributing to a minor. And he got out. And he got out on probation. And get this. Within a month, the probation officer was letting him go to New York, where he would kill other victims, and then he would come back. Uh, it, it's just a crazy. If you look at his history, he was arrested for so many offenses, and they knew he was doing a lots of uh, assault and rape and attacking. He would get nothing. He got put in jail a few times, and he did, did nothing but one to two years maximum at a time, and he continued. And to top it off... <laughs> Even after all of this, he's got a rape conviction, contributing to minors. He got a job in, in North Carolina at an all-girls summer no. school. No, 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 no. You're yeah, for, and they were, it was just ages 9 to 12. It was what he, three years he worked there, and they didn't have a clue. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, when you go through it, the biggest thing you get out of this is like, oh, my God. How could he get so lucky? I mean, how, he just kept getting away with it year after year after year. And it continues. It continues as they find more. And he's been convicted of several. But he's being tried and convicted in California. And what happens is he gets sentenced to death. And in California, you get an automatic appeal for the death sentence. They've overturned 65 of the last 73, the Supreme Court of California, because they don't believe in the death penalty. So this is a continuing cycle. He's, he's having a show. He doesn't even have a lawyer. He goes in and he dresses up in sunglasses and uh, swanky uh, sports coats, and he has a, a fun time at the trial. And nothing happens. He just uh, keeps on going over and over. Sounds like California, all right. Is, is, he, <laughs> is he one of these guys that's just like smarter than the cops and the detectives and is one step ahead of them, or is it just dumb luck? I think it's a combination of luck and charisma. Now, I, I don't know if he's necessarily super smart, but he had a lot of charisma and artistic ability because he was so good at photography that they let him in NYU um, to study with... Um, 
another great guy. What, uh, now I'm blanking his name. Um, he was uh, Sharon Tate's husband. The one that can't oh, come Manson? out. Oh, Roman Polanski. Oh. Roman Polanski was his teacher. Now, is that weird? Oh. And uh, it is weird. And so he was very good at what he did. And apparently he was very, very charismatic. Because even when he even got a job at the L.A. Times, that's where he was finally arrested last time. And they didn't even do a check on him. You know, he gets, so he gets a job working for L.A. Times. They had no idea he had a record. Well, how? I mean, they things didn't were that bad you know, I, you know, you tell me. I've got so many hows in this. And if you go through the book and when you see – if you see the mo- movie later with Oxygen, it's just – you just keep looking and going, no, this, no. How, it, that, that, how could he do that? How could he do <laughs> – no. what, what do you mean? And you keep doing that because it's just one of – I don't know if you call that luck. Or if he was super intelligent, he's not one that really communicates well. Like, he doesn't talk to people. Uh, he's, he was very um, uh, quiet, uh, polite. He was the guy that always would uh, refill your drinks. Uh, you know, a lady's getting up at a party. He would pick their drink and fill it for them. He'd bring it back. Even ones he wasn't seeing. Hold doors open. Um, a very nice man. Uh, you know, even if you watch that game show, uh, the, the dating game from 78, uh, the audience loved him. They, they just loved him. They loved that he won. They, they so thought he was an uh, amazing guy. So he's just know? got so, that sociopathic thing going on. Uh, just... uh, totally. But, you know, this is the weird thing, because even when I was doing the documentary, they could not believe that in his first uh, 17 years, he hadn't, he hadn't a problem. He was an honor student. Uh, was incredibly popular, uh, had the looks, had the charisma, and didn't kill dogs. He didn't get into fights. Uh, three or four universities wanted him because he graduated with honors. So his childhood was pretty clean, and uh, it's really confusing um, how it just flipped uh, out of the blue. Yeah, because we want there to be a reason why people act like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we look for it. We want to. Yeah. We want to blame someone like the mother. <laughs> no, we want to. Yeah, we, we should always. You know, and, uh, but the thing is, he had a he had a good upbringing overall, and he was in an upper middle class set, setting, uh, educated well, did well. Uh, no, no complaints, no arrests, mm. no problems with neighbors. Uh, we couldn't find a thing. Um, he seemed to flip when his father died. That's the only thing I can do because he he got he got into the army. He went for service for two years, and during that time, his father died. He came back for the funeral. Everything seemed normal. A month later, he went AWOL from the army mm. and showed up at his mother's place. She turned him in. They did a psychological evaluation, and back then they called him um, antisocial, and they give him a, a, a discharge, a leave. And that's when he got the job at the uh, L.A. Times, I believe. That was it. So, uh, so, and that's when he started doing the, the raping and killing. So uh, where it came from and why it happened, it was just the same time as his father. So is he still alive? Yes, he is. He's 74. He's in jail. He's, he just was convicted of two more uh, murders and got two more death penalties. So he's up for two more automatic appeals. And he's already passed three of them. 
that you know they've already given him the overturn. So, uh, you know, he's never going to get out of jail because they keep finding four or five more, um, you know, positive hits every yeah. year. Well, I'm glad they draw I, the line at something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. well, it, it, it kind of gets to that way, you know. It, uh, the thing is, I understand it because in a way, we want a justice system that does give people proper, yep. fair justice because there are people that do get convicted sure. wrongly. Yes. And so we do want that because if it was you or your family member, you would want them to have that. But it's really frustrating when we know, mm-hmm. we know for a fact that he's killed at least a dozen. You know, in if you even look them on the web, they would say anywhere from 12 to 300 victims. Jeez. Uh, so, so we're at the point where we know he's done so much damage. And this is just causing us, you know, this is an example. The last uh, death penalty trial he had, he, he's his own attorney. So what he forces the uh, people to watch, like last time, do you remember uh, Arlo Guthrie? Sure. <laughs> and, he, and he did restaurant. Alice's Restaurant. Yeah. He made them watch that video movie. Oh, God. Like he, yeah, and, and then they made, he made them watch, the jury watch, um, his appearance on the dating game. Unbelievable. That's, that's, that's his defense. The it's killing. crazy. There, the name of the book is The Killing Game, the true story of Rodney Alcala, the game show serial killer. Alan Warren, W-A-R-R-E-N. The book is available everywhere, sir? Yes, it is. I appreciate your patience with us today and a great interview. Thank you. Well, thank you. Anytime. Have a good day, sir.